All right, let's get things started. Jordan, let's hear it first from you on the weekly recap. Hey, Jake and Mitch, Coyote Nation, how we doing? All right, so we're going to start off with men's basketball. Over the last week, men lost 95-81 to at home against the hottest team in the Summit League, University of North Dakota Effin Hawks. Uh, Caleb Stewart, no surprise here, and Paul Bruns led the way with 18 points each. Then on Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, on CBS Sports Network, Yotes lost a close one to the rivals up in Brookings, 70-67. to That game, once again, saw Stewart lead scorers with 27 lights out at times. Um, and then uh, Chun tallied his 10th double-double. Chun leads the league in uh, both double-doubles and rebounding. So uh, men's b-ball has lost five in a row, but we got an important home game coming up in a rematch of that double overtime thriller against Denver. So that's this Thursday at 7 o'clock at the SCSC. I will be uh, making the trip down for that one, not only to see the Yotes, but I'm really interested in seeing that Bruner kid play as well. Moving on, women's basketball won 69-53 to at UND, uh, holding the Fighting Hawks to 21 points in the second half. Kendall Holmes led scorers with 15 points. And then on Saturday, lost a tough one again uh, to the rival to the north. This time it was at the SCSC. They lost 70-55. to Natalie Mazurik led all with 17 points. Terrific ball game. She is improving every game. It's fun to watch. Uh, she's in double figures six of the last eight games. Next up for Yotes, they're at Denver on Thursday at 7 p.m. That game is on the Summit League Network. Women's tennis uh, split over the last week. They lost 4-3 to Montana State. And then a historic win over Drake. It was the first win women's tennis had over Drake uh, of all time. Men's track. So Friday, um, one of the best pole vaulters in the nation, shocker here, resides in Vermilion, South Dakota. Marshall Ferro vaulted 17 foot 11 inches. That is good for 13th best um, in the nation and 4th best all-time at USD. You can give me one second here. I'm going to pull up the Saturday uh, results as there was a lot of, of great finishes on Saturday. So 4th-year junior Aaron Kinney captured the women's 60 meters down in Lincoln. <clears throat> or excuse me, at the Frank 7 Husker Invitational. Yeah, that down in Lincoln. Um Kenny followed that was uh she won that at, with a time of 7.36 seconds. So uh really good time there. Junior Danny England cleared a season best five foot eleven and a half inches to finish runner up in the women's high jump. Um and that leads the summit league this season and is good for 20th nationally. We've got great jumpers at USD. Uh the women's four by four meter relay finished runner up to the Big 12 Baylor on Saturday. So uh, that 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 team that relay team consists of uh, J.C. Pulse, uh, Kaylin Valandra Pru, and then fifth year senior or Kinney, and then fifth year senior Madison Jokum. That that time was three minutes forty three seconds in that four by four. So just some of the highlights from track. There's a lot more available on goyotes.com. Uh, Swim and dive Friday they posted eleven top six finishes uh, on day one. And then day two on Saturday at the Coyote Invitational, this was Friday, Saturday, up in Sioux Falls, uh, nine Coyote wins came from seven different individuals. Men team opened Saturday with a, uh, a win in the 200 medley relay. Um, Coyote swept the diving competition as well. And again, similar to track, there's <laughs> almost too much results to post uh, on this podcast, but uh Swim and Dive had a fantastic weekend, just like track and field did. So be sure to head to goyotes.com to check out all the results, um, as well as uh, great recaps done by the staff. That's it, guys. That's awesome. Thanks, Jordan. You know, it's really cool this time of year, again, all these different sports going at the same time. It is fun, but it is also very hard to follow along with everything. So we appreciate the effort you put into that. But with that, I think, you know... It's time to switch gears and talk about a sport that is not going right now, and that is the 2024 USD football schedule. I don't know about you guys, but I love getting the schedule and start thinking about how awesome we're going to be this fall. Real quick, I just want to go over it, uh, and then we'll kind of dive into each one a little bit. First, we open up the season with Northern State coming in on August 29th. That is a Thursday game, night game. Um, be really interesting to see what that's like. I, for one, am excited to tailgate on a work day, see how things go. 
uh, September 7th. It's going to be one of the coolest road trips I'm definitely making this year, and that is out to Camp Randall and at Wisconsin. I'm all for uh, a bus. If anybody else wants to jump on with me, that would be a party the whole way there. Can we get a couple of sponsors? Let's get some sponsors to sponsor USD Fan Yote Nation. I I think we'll put some polls out. We'll start chatting that one up. After that, September 14th, we are traveling out to Portland State, followed up with Drake coming to visit on September 21st. September 28th, we'll have Southern Illinois. October 5th, we will be traveling to Murray State. October 12th, two days before my birthday, D-Days is always right there around it and makes it extra fun for me. We will be having you and I come in for a visit. After that, we will travel on October 19th to Youngstown State. Then we are going to that team up north that no one really cares about. Uh, November 9th, we will be traveling to, or Indiana State will be coming in for a visit. November 16th, we'll be at North Dakota. And then November 23rd versus North Dakota State. All right, with that, you know, first thing we'll talk about is the Northern State game. What are your guys' thoughts about that? I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, you got to pick it up, right? It's not ideal to play a Division Two, but it's a good conference. NSIC is is competitive. Uh, I think Northern finished middle of the pack. Um, I grew up, or I lived in Aberdeen for a few years, so uh, adopted Northern State when I was in middle and high school. Uh, nothing but respect for Aberdeen and, and Northern State, so... Obviously, I'll be rooting for USD, but there's definitely no animosity towards NSU, and they always bring a good crowd. Uh, they got a great following, especially when you know when basketballs in Sioux Falls. So, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure about who they're returning and whatnot. It's just a a good test to open up the year and uh, start hitting pads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this one's a tune-up, I think. We're just looking at, you know, the it was the 12th game, right? So we added another sixth home game of the season, right? So we pick up another one for the season ticket holders there. You get six home games. Um, I think it's a great tune-up, right? Because mm-hmm. you look at, you know, it, it's obviously lesser competition, but if we peek ahead to week two and, and see who we're, we, you just mentioned we're going to Wisconsin. So th- I think this is a great tune-up right at the end of August. It's kind of weird, like we said, being on a Thursday, but, uh, my the thing that got me the most excited was when uh, new AD John Chemmel tweeted out a hint at a blackout with some special jerseys for that game. That got me really, really excited. He better not be teasing me with that. Black USD jerseys have been something I've been wanting since I went to school in 2010. It's part Same. of our colors, so we're allowed to wear black. It is in our colors. I see it on your hat right there, Mitch. I can tell you, and Jake, you, and Mitch, you guys know this too. That was something former President Abbott did not want. Black was not a color of USD. So I'm nope. I'm intrigued. A lot of the renderings over the past decade plus haven't been the best, but again, that's been fan art and whatnot. So I'm curious if we follow through with this, what that yep. looks like. And if they do a good job enough of marketing this maybe a week before, amp up, take it. Because Thursday night, that's that's never or at least very rarely happens so it's going to be hard to get some folks down but if they can amp this up this is it what time is it at jake did they say yet i'm assuming it's going to be like i don't know it's going to be to be a sign so okay i mean you have to assume it's going to be six or seven right so a night game blackout i mean (laughs) that's going to be so sick i i've been asking for this just like you guys said i've been asking for this since i was in school as well and herbie never never gave me anything other than just no there was no explanation so it's interesting that you mentioned uh president abbott uh, and maybe he was the culprit there but uh man all the other schools you look at all the other d1 schools they've many of them have done it already we're a little late to the party as far as implementing a black jersey but uh, i just i i've been wanting this so bad and i just i really hope like what you said jake that it's not a tease i hope this is for real nsu has some pretty cool black jerseys so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see what becomes of, the, of this exactly and you know falling on thursday thursday to uh tailgate during the work week 
let's go have some fun. Let's just make it crazy and enjoy it. But I think you guys are right with saying it's a perfect tune-up game. You know, I I did find it a little curious getting Northern on the schedule, but I think it falls at the perfect time. I mean, Thursday's a little curious in its own way, but it, it could be a lot of fun. They do return quite a bit. I know they're pretty stout in the run uh, with Brett and Hank uh, as their main running backs. And then also Stanley gets quite a few carries with them too. They, I mean, they're pretty deep with their running backs. I do know that their quarterback is returning. I think, I tell you guys, it is so tough to break down these rosters of opposing teams because of that COVID year. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the information isn't completely updated properly. And I'm not the greatest at math, so counting the six is sometimes tough for me. But I I do, it does look like they will be getting uh, Colton back as their starting quarterback. But they do run... Uh, two other quarterbacks as well it, based off their stats. So it'll be interesting to see what their team looks like coming in to Vermilion next year. You guys got any other thoughts on Northern? No, sir. All right. That moves us on to the next game at Camp Randall against Wisconsin. Now, I don't know if you remember, Jordan, did you make it out for the trip when we played at Wisconsin while we were in I, I did not. I had a lot of friends make it. I did not get a chance to go. How about you, Mitch? I did not, but if I did, I would be looking forward to the jump around uh, song playing in the stadium. There, There's nothing like uh, a tradition like that. Oh, yeah. Just those kind of environments, you know, can breed insanity amongst the fans, and I'm all for it. I can't wait to see that myself. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it, though. I think that this visit to Wisconsin is going to be a lot different than what it was last time. I know, can't remember the exact score, but we did get blown out. It was not close. We did not put up a fight. This time around, with how Wisconsin ended the season, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think we actually end up winning this game. Whoa. I Whoa. You know, that's here, oh, what I love like, that. Hot, hot take right here. Hot takes, yes. So I'm going to actually go out and I'm going to put out the perfect parlay for any Dakota fan, whether it's NDSU, SCSU, UND, or USD. I think the Dakotas in their Power 5 non-conference games are going to go 3-1. and one. We will see a win by NDSU, SCSU, USD. Throw it in a parlay, throw it on the money line, and this is not financial advice. I like our offense. Um, I, I, well, duh, that's a pretty bland statement. I should have kept that sentence going. Um, <laughs> I like, I like our offense that's coming back. Obviously, yes. um, I didn't dive in too much to Wisconsin, and again, like you said, like who's coming back and whatnot. I don't follow the right people on social to keep track of every team, but. Um, looking at Wisconsin's defense, and I know they're the Big Ten, but um, I, I like the offense against that Wisconsin defense. The only thing that um, makes me a little hesitant is their offense and who's coming back versus our defense, who will still be trying to figure out how to fill those those holes of the the guys that we're losing. Um, yep, I would freaking love it if it was a 17 to 10 game like yes. if you're you know it doesn't matter if like the missouri game right like what was that 28 uh 13 or something it was a 38 10 or something 28 yep. point game but it didn't feel like that for probably two-thirds of the game you know the the second stringers of usd or the missouri were in obviously but usd held their own uh yep. probably could have gotten another score but that that was a loss where you're like, yeah, we lost by 18, but I was I was happy with the way that they played and they competed yeah. versus those Wisconsin and Oklahoma games of the past where you're like, God, how are we supposed to build off that? Yep. So I think it's it's a great test. It's a perfect timing in the building of this program where you've got a Wisconsin team that you know didn't finish the best, so it's a it's a great opportunity to go there 
and maybe shocked the college football world. Yeah, exactly. I, I was just what? I was just looking at the score. We, we played last in uh, September of 2011. Has it been that long already? Oh God, I'm dating myself. Good Lord. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, we'll have the title for that one. Time flies. Uh, 59 to 10 in front of 78,800 fans at Camp Randall. Man, that was, I can't believe it was that long ago. One thing I will say, and Jordan, you're right, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with our defense. Losing the guys that we did on the D-line and linebacker core, the new ones are new. Whoever's going to be replacing are going to have their hands full with the running back from Wisconsin. Braylon Allen is a load. I, I know we were talking off air, and I'm getting it pulled up. He is 6'2, 245. <laughs> Tank. That absolute load. And mine saucer. Yeah. Just a tank. And so. I mean, that's definitely going to be the focus of the team. The good news is they do lose. And now I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name correctly, I think, is Tanner Mordecai, their starting quarterback. That name, I mean, if you guys follow college football as a whole, for the most part, he portal hopped quite a bit, jumping around, and finally graduated at the University of Wisconsin. So they will be having a new quarterback coming in, a backup did get some playing time last season uh, in Braden Lockie. So it'll be interesting, but that, that'll be the unknown going into the game. All right, I can't help myself. Sorry. I, I'm looking at the box score from that game in 2011, and their quarterback was Russell Wilson versus oh, Ar- no way. versus Dante Warren. Yep. Yes. That, that, yep. Unbelievable, right? Does that make you feel old? Yep. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, <laughs> holy smokes! Wow. Mm-hmm. Now we're all, now we're all just feeling old. He's mm-hmm. for AARP after this, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unreal. I, you know what though? I I hope the South Dakota faithful all just get on a convoy together and head over to Wisconsin. Let's just turn it into a party. I, like I said, I'm confident going into that game that it will be very competitive. I would throw a bet down that we do win, but it's anybody's game on that one. So let's get over there. Let's make it weird and have some fun. <laughs> so two, th- two on. We're, we got uh, my cousin lives in um, southern Wisconsin. He texted me as soon as their schedule was finalized and, and it was all released, and he's like, "Hey." Let's go. Haven't been to a Yotes game in a long time. And I said, we're going. I think we're making a family trip of it. Um, we're obviously going to be pushing it on here and on our Facebook fans group page, too. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the Alumni Foundation will be doing a lot. Hard to tell how many Yote fans will be there because it'll all be a sea of red. But I can assure you from what I've heard that in the workings, there will be a good amount going to this game. So I was going to bring that up. No. So what color do you wear? Because you... If you wear red, no. I think the Yotes would wear white, wouldn't they? They wore white in Minnesota. I'm yeah, but I'm talking. Away. I'm talking you as a fan. What do you? What color do you wear? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm wearing a, a. I already got the shirt. It's going to be red, but it's going to have Yotes. It's I've got a shirt that just says "Go Yotes" on the front in big letters. So it's Vermilion red, not Wisconsin red. We're wearing Vermilion. No, you're right. Yep. I'd rather you wear like safety green or safety yellow, so you can stand out, so I can find you on the on the on the yeah, broadcast. <laughs> Now I'll, I'll try to see if I can get uh, Mark Went to join us, and he can wear his big hat. No, that's not allowed at any games, ever again. No, nope. throw it. I saw him Earn it. Earn it. Yeah, he. Yeah, Mark. If you're listening to this, it's time to bury that. He's not going to appreciate this, though. I will say, just as a little teaser, I am working on it. Going to try to get a good. Decent enough tailgate close to the USD stuff. I am going to find somebody that can help me make a flag, and we're going to put back the pack up on a flag. So any listeners, that's not just going to be at the Wisconsin game. You can find me in the purple lot every home game. Come have a beer with me. Come have a drink with me. I'd love to meet you guys face to face. And we uh we could we could tease this a little bit, maybe breaking news down the road, but we will uh 
we'll have a tailgate spot at home games and we'll uh yeah in madison i ain't going to portland state <laughs> but in well, madison what's going on? we will uh we'll do our best to see what we can conjure for oh yeah a tailgate spot we'll get something figured out we'll have some, we're gonna have some fun together but like you said jordan we'll move on to our next game which will be portland state now i don't know about you guys I don't know much about these besides the fact that they're part of the big sky. They went 500 in their league. They really were just kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I don't know anything about this team, but I will say it's a trap game and, and a tough game just being uh, on the West Coast. That makes it a little tougher just with the travel and, and the timing. So if anything, that's a trap game for me. Yeah. Yep. And, and look, at, I mean, two of these four games you could these non-con games you could argue are a hundred percent should and will win um mm-hmm. but if if this program like we talked about episode one if this program wants to continue to elevate that's those four you're gonna be a top probably top five definitely top 10 team in the preseason if yeah. you're gonna be a top 10 team maybe top five going into portland state you need to win that game you need to go to a middle of the pack based off of last year, not saying this year, middle of the pack, so it could be better or worse, middle of the pack, big sky team on the road, and you need to beat them. So I yeah. think that's going to be a huge test for our guys. And I, yeah, I, I they got to win that one. Yeah. If you want to be taken serious as the number that's going to be next to your name is going to be, you have to win it. I think this one does fall perfectly. Uh, the Wisconsin game, uh, that's definitely a toss-up. It's always going to be a tough game going against Power 5 and, mm-hmm. and their home program. But Portland State, uh, just so you're aware, uh, against ranked opponents last year, first-ranked opponent was Oregon, their Power 5 game. <laughs> they lost 7-81. to Obviously, Oregon was top uh, of the FBS, so that game, obviously, they didn't expect it to be that close. But they did also play at Montana State and then versus Montana. At Montana at Montana State, they lost twenty-two to thirty-eight. And then versus Montana, they lost ten to thirty-four. And I feel like that's those are two programs that we can definitely if we want to take the next step, we should be comparing ourselves to. And I think we should have similar outcomes uh next year against Portland State as well. Yep, agreed. Yep. And I'm just taking a look at their roster uh, to double check. I believe their starting their starting quarterback will be. It's hard to tell. I think he will be playing again next year. So that's always you know an important person to look out. In my opinion, when you're kind of breaking down a team, he is a dual threat. So those are another thing. Linebackers have to be prepared uh, right away to start the season. Even Northern State's running back, he's a load. So linebackers in D-line, you know, the question marks of the defense have an opportunity to prove themselves and get some quality reps in. But with it, then we move on, like I said, to Drake coming to Vermillion. And this one's always interesting to me just because the non-scholarship aspect of it. But um, they did play against SCSU in Minneapolis last year. I uh, got absolutely blown out. Whereas they did also play St. Thomas, who is a uh, same opponent that USD had, and they actually beat St. Thomas fifty-two to twenty-one. Whoa! So that's yeah. I, they I mean, turned it up after the blowout at Target Field, and they got it figured out. They learned how to beat USD last year, and now that was uh, San Diego University of San Diego, but they did beat a USD team, so. That will be, they got some practice at that. And then as you guys know, they were the non-scholarship uh, team to make the playoffs. And unfortunately, their season ended up in Fargo. And I, I think they showed up in the first quarter. And after that, the NDSU's strength just kind of blew them out, 66-3. to three. And Jake, just to add to that, so yeah, 66-3 to three against NDSU, 70-7 to seven against SDSU, then they started the season at North Dakota. They lost 55-7. to seven. So again, this is a, a home game that if you want to see the Yotes score and you celebrate a lot, those lights, lights flash 
hear the pep band play a lot, go to this game. Yeah, I'm always a fan of spelling out coyote. <laughs> there you go. This is a game you have you have to win, and you have to win handily. I think 30, 40 points at yep. least. If you don't, I, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy about that. I, I would look for a, a, a pretty big win on this one. Yep, exactly. Playing great teams cover. So as long as they cover, there you go. You know, unfortunately, Jordan, I don't think we're gonna have a score that we can cover because more than likely we will not get a Vegas line off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that, it starts conference play after Drake. You know, having a really good tune-up, clean-up game. Uh, and then we get tested instantly. Luckily, it's at home, but we do have Southern Illinois coming to visit at the end of September. And That's going to be a ranked matchup. Oh, yeah. For sure. Easily down 15. Yes. And I know... Every Coyote fan out there that's listening to this are all taking a deep breath of crap. <laughs> so yeah. in Illinois just is that team for us. Exactly. And, you know, they finished seventh in the Valley at four and four last year, but they all, it seems like this, this game's always a dogfight with them. Pun intended. Mm. Pun intended. Coyote versus a Saluki. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you, that's such a dad joke. Oh, two kids it brings them out of you pretty easily. <laughs> no, I I am excited for these. Uh, like Mitch was saying, go ahead. No, you you're good. I just yeah, this team. You know, I I'm not super familiar with this team, but just recent history, it seems like this is always a tough game. And I'm I'm loving that this one's at home. I think that gives us the edge, but I do think it's close. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, go ahead, Jordan. Mark it down. We're gonna need. Yoke Nation, it's gonna. It, this is a a good one for the crowd to be at. Yeah, a lot of fans to be at. Perfect game to set the tone of who we want to be in the Missouri Valley right away to start the conference play. And you know what? Every member of the Howling Pack showing up, filling up that stadium because Southern Illinois is tough for them to travel here. They won't have a ton in the crowd, so get in, get the seats, make it loud, and. Honestly, we could be the factor in changing that game to one way or another. Yeah, and you look at the time the time of year too. It's right. It's the end of September. That's a that's good weather. That's perfect for tailgating, you know. And so I just think that that one. There's no excuses for fans to show up at that one. Exactly. And Jordan, you were saying something. Well, I, I we'll probably get to it when we go through the whole schedule. But it's just a, yep. the Drake Northern State ones. They're gonna win those easy games. No offense to those schools, but mm-hmm. Southern Illinois begins one of four conference home games that the Yotes get that are pretty tough. They're going to be tough. Um, they're going to be prove it. Games. Oh, yes. Exactly. Uh, Southern Illinois, I mean, it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, I would imagine. Uh, it's definitely going to be a close game, but you know, these damn Saluki dogs are always just so tough to play, similar to... A certain cat, which we will talk about in a few games there. So the only other tangent I'm going to go on with this is how the heck do you come up with a Saluki as a mascot? That's a good question. Because I have no idea. In Southern Illinois? I don't know. (laughs) I've been trying to figure out where that came from. Um, I I mean, if you look it up, it just looks like a dog that's allergic to tap water. So it doesn't scream toughness to me. It's a pretty boy dog. It, it's a greyhound with long flowing hair. It's definitely a well respected, but it's won national dog several times. Yes, it has. Coyotes never won that before. I, I coyotes are savage. Try to change history. Coyotes are savage. This dog, this dog does not scream savage to me. Sorry. And it says it hunts primarily by sucks. Oh, I broke a nail. Exactly. You know, this is the hard-hitting stuff that people come to Back the Pack podcast for, making fun of other teams' mascots. <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. <laughs> but with that, we jump to uh, the next Missouri Valley uh, opponent, and that is us traveling to another team with a funny mascot in Murray State. So you go from a dog to a racehorse? Uh, racer. I'll take the I'll take the Are they the rider? I'll take the coyotes in that one. Yeah, not much to say on that. I think, if I recall, I was, 
Missouri, ah, Missouri, Jesus, uh, Murray State kept this one kind of close in the beginning, and then we pulled away. Yes, am I flip flopping that? No, with the game last year, we definitely ended up blowing them out. Um, they, for the most part, they tried to keep it close in the first half, but we really got after it and really wasn't close. We ended up winning that game thirty-eight to seven, and in the first year for Murray State uh, being in the Missouri Valley, they ended up going one and seven. It was not pretty for them. <laughs> you know, with them being with them being new, there's a gap there, right? They, they're, there's a big gap, and it's going to take them several years, in my opinion, to kind of fill that gap and and make themselves competitive in this ridiculously tough uh, conference. So, I, yeah, I have faith though. There, there are some yeah. a good chunk of them from Kentucky that came out for the game. Gave compliments yep. to the dome and uh, the hospitality of Vermilion. So that's awesome. That was nice. That, that's nice. Yeah, it, it's always nice to see these fans uh, travel, especially from that far away. Uh, but it's really cool that they got in here, uh, especially for their first Missouri Valley. Uh, they're following their teams around, so that was really cool. I really don't have much to say. I, I remember going to this game, and I knew walking into the dome to watch it that we were just going to work them. We did. We came in, we handled business, and got out of there. So there really isn't much to say about them, unfortunately, uh, unless you guys have anything else. Next. Yep. (laughs) And here comes the party for us all. Like I said, October 12th, you and I showing up for Dakota Days. Let's go. I like this. I like like when D-Days is a party. I yes, I love when D days are good games, man. Bring it on. Let's. I love having the the big crowds, the party, having a good opponent. Let's go. Exactly. Uh, you and I, I'm I'm really excited about this one. They're, for the most part, a pretty quality team year in and year out. Mm-hmm. They have a great history, not just in the Missouri but FCS as a whole. With it though, I will say, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna be as good as what they were used to seeing. Uh, I know for a fact they're losing Theo Day, uh, the starting quarterback. Mm. He he did have an off year last year, which I think the star or the spotlight got a little bright for him, per se. But he, losing him, and I think he might even end up getting drafted here, is going to be a big big shot for them. So I'll be curious to see how who they get to fill in his role, and go from there. Another reason why that Southern Illinois game, you guys, is so damn important is they win that way. Winning a home game early on in the season is always important, right? It's like this momentum-building snowball effect of adding more cheeks in the seats. So if you can win those first three home games, you're looking at going, you know, probably 5-1, and 4-2 and two at worst into this game yep. and – Everyone remembers the last time you and I was in the Dakota Dome. And if you don't, well, here's a reminder. They beat us 58-14 to 14 to end an abysmal 3-8 and eight campaign in 2022. Great. We've all reminisced about that feeling before. We don't have to do it tonight. But that's why they're winning. USD will win that game. Yes. Is I'm sure that score will be hung up in the locker room. And I'm sure the headlines will be posted in the room too. I know they don't like, you know, dwelling on the past, but for the NDSU and the UNI games this year, I bet there's going to be a lot of former scores uh, posted in that locker room to remind the players, like, can't let this happen in our house again. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that UNI game, I I was at that game, and it just felt like not only were they the better team, but – everything we did was the wrong move and everything they did was the right move. Mm-hmm. And then them also being the better team just made it ugly quickly. It was the lowest point I remembered in a while, but with it, you know, from the ashes, we can, we rose. And I think that was what catapulted us into the season that we had. Uh, a lot of guys came back very motivated and, I don't know what our season looks like if we don't have that blowout loss against them the year before. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and credit to our the dudes in the locker room, right? Our, our guys, because what a what a way to respond, you know, mentally, physically, everything from the end that being the end of the season to last year. Uh, truly amazing if you kind of think back to that low of low to where we were now last year. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, with that, I think we'll move on to Youngstown State for our next game. Now, I pretty confidently say this is a win, except for we are traveling there, and these guys really like to make it a game for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personally, this is a team that I don't like to play. I just don't like Youngstown State. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was Bo Pelini at one point that just kind of pissed me off, but it just something about this team makes me mad, and I, I just don't like playing them because it is always a tough game. I don't know what the records are of like the Dakota schools going out to Youngstown, but it just always feels like they're, they're trap games, whether it's North Dakota State and SDSU, UND. Like it just, and I'm sure that all four of us have had that we've beaten them pretty handily out there, but it just always feels like you just kind of hold your breath for a second during the game. Like, okay, don't lose this out there. It just seems like a tough road trip for teams to go out there. Yep, exactly. Now, and credit to Youngstown State, first of all, ended the season uh, getting two games in the playoffs, winning uh, their first, their opener at home 40-7 to and then falling to Villanova 28-45. to at Villanova, I I will say this, you know, I love recruiting. It, honestly, recruiting to me is almost more fun than the games itself because I get excited for what the future can hold. And I do follow a couple people that are Youngstown writers, advocates, uh, fanatics, whatever you want to call them. And they, Youngstown State loaded up on the transfer portal. They added some players to immediate spots that needed depth felt filled. So they're going to be, I think one of the top teams competing in the Missouri. And I'm really outside of USD that they're kind of one of my favorite Missouri teams that I root for enjoy watching. So it'll be interesting to see where they end up when the season's all done. Yeah. And they were six and one at home last year. Mm-hmm. And I assume that's pretty. Who was there one? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, it's a stupid blue team. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think Youngstown will be a contender in the Missouri Valley. I think so too. I think that's just a good. It's a good program. I think they have a, just a solid program. They're always competitive, and we they always play us tough. Yep. And, and you know, with it as a whole, this is the part of the schedule that I was not looking forward to. There's always the one. If we can start three and zero, we got to win one of these two games here. And obviously, if you guys had a choice, I I can read your minds on this one between the October 19th game and the October 26th game. If you could go one and one in these two games, I know you guys would much rather win the October 26th game against that stupid blue team. But this is that stretch that we always have in Missouri Valley that nobody looks forward to. Yeah, I don't even for sure. I don't even really want to talk about this game in particular, but just back up for one second. If you look at the month of October, there's three Valley games on the road. We have one home game in the month of October, and that's D-Days. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's tough. And then to end October with this team, my goodness, that's going to be... So another important. Yeah. If you don't go to Dakota Days, you're not going to a football game for six weeks. Exactly. That's correct. You know, with it, yeah, Youngstown, I mean, I think we said all that we can. And then, unfortunately, let's move on to the team that nobody wants to really talk about. But I'm going to set the stage for you guys. I want you guys to close your eyes and picture this. The minute and a half left in the game. We're playing that stupid blue team, and they're driving down the field. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Barros comes up with an opportune pick, drives it down the field, gets us to about the 30, 35-yard line. Coach wants to work some clock, so he gets us going with Tice up the middle. He breaks us down to the 20. Three seconds left. Coach sends out Will Leyland. He lines it up and drops a perfect field goal. Coyotes win 40-3, to and we get that stupid scoring differential that they sure love to tweet about off of our back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a dream come true? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is a little bit of a yeah, off the cuff question because I didn't even prep you guys for this. You get a choice. You can only win one of them. SDSU or NDSU? SDSU. Yeah, 100%. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Yep. Now, I do think they're in for a little bit of a tougher year. Uh, they're not going to be loaded up expecting walking into every game with ease. I One thing that I really raise as a question mark for me is when I see that they had 32 seniors and out of nowhere, half of them decide to return for their six-year COVID season, which, I'm, like I said, I'm getting sick of. It tells me that there are question marks in the facility for depth. And anything that they have behind those guys is a hole that I don't think they're ready to have exposed yet. So it could be really interesting to see, you know, after this season and all those question marks have to come to the surface. Yeah, they're definitely going to, uh, like I told you guys before, they're going to take a step back. This are going to be a national contender, one of the top teams in the Missouri Valley, but I don't think they're going to be as invincible as they were this last year by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, I would, I would take the win in Brookings over NDSU because, well, and that's a good question, Jake, because do you want to be uh, SDSU for the first time in the D1 era up in Brookings, or do you want to lose three straight home games against the Bison? You want to lose three straight times they come down to the Dome. So um, it's going to be a tough game. I know myself, and I've probably texted about a dozen people, so we're ready to go once those tickets go on sale. I'm going to break my own code and go to a game in Brookings. I promised I would wouldn't after the last time I was there and I had beer poured into my car and other crap that those guys did. But uh, well, I really like our team next year and I would love to be there to watch that fan base go quietly into the night. So it'll be a great game. It'll be a fun atmosphere. Um, I know exactly which section I'm going to be sitting in. You need to keep me in the loop on that because I am all for it. I'm going to go there. The flag's going to be flying proudly again there. Once, Like I said, once I find that, that's a game that I'm going to make a travel to as well. Mitch, are you going to risk it? I'm I'm not risking it. I will not step foot in Brookings. Um, but I will take this win over any other win for the the entire schedule. It's, with it being in, in Brookings, I will give up. <laughs> if I had to give up one home win, I will trade that very, very quickly. Without question. Yeah, and you know, I think one thing that we have to remember that three and eight team uh, from a couple years ago went up to Brookings. Now the score obviously doesn't show it, but three to twenty-eight <laughs> with Carson Camp only throwing forty-four yards. <laughs> Javion Phelps, our leading receiver, at seventeen yards. That, jeez, that was a close game. I feel like you guys, and I mean, staffs can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like every game we've been up there, the offense just lays a brick. Like, yep. nothing. They have nothing going for them on offense when they're in Brookings. So this will be JD's return to Brookings. So maybe he'll let it air out a little bit. Yep, exactly. Whether and winning, of course, who, who the hell knows late October in South Dakota. Now, another... A bullet point for this one. This was the the 22 game was the spark that got us Aiden Bauman as our starting quarterback. This is where the quarterback controversy started, and he took over the reins and never looked back, and Carson left. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, with it, it's going to be a battle. Uh, we both, we all know that it's never going to be fun going there, but Again, kind of like the Wisconsin game. Let's make it weird. Let's all get there. Let's get rowdy and let's just annoy the fan base at least and have fun with that. Let's just as long as they're good hosts. Why? Why not though? The, the mentality's got to be why can't we win? You know what I mean? Like I know I get real down and I'm like nah, 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 I poo poo it, but yeah, why not though? If this if it's gonna happen, I think it it can ha legitimately happen this coming season that we beat them up there. Can't start a winning streak without the first one. I think we can get it started. It just goes with the theme, though, right? Like, if you're going to take that next step, I believe we talked about this earlier on a previous episode, too, right? Like, you beat an NDSU. Okay, mm -hmm. what's the next step? 
Yep. Jack. Your rival that you have yet to win in Brookings in the D1 era, coming off back-to-back. If there's a time, now's the time. Exactly. Yep. Now, with it, it, like you guys said, that long pause from home games, we finally get it back after this one. November 9th, Indiana State comes to the Dome. And I already know Jordan's feelings about these guys. <laughs> well, let's let the listeners hear, Jordan. I think this is a mass, and I know I was being sarcastic in a tweet, but I think this is a massive trap game. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. I think it's a massive trap game. You're coming off, and and even though we're coming off a bye, um, after SDSU, um, if we win or lose in a heartbreaker, it doesn't even matter if you have that extra week bye. It never bodes well. Mm-hmm. Never bodes well. We won 17-3 to on the road. That was an ugly game against Indiana State this year. I'm, I'm in the minority on it, but so, Mitch, with you in Youngstown, that's how I feel about Indiana State at home in the Dome this year. And we're, I feel, what, six months away? I, I feel you, but I disagree wholeheartedly. I think this is a get-right game. I think this is a game that you bounce back, win or lose against, you know, Youngstown State, you know, at their place and at SDSU. I think this is a get-right game. I think this is the game that you literally just come in and you just pound these guys into oblivion. It's at home. I don't see anything different happening, quite honestly. Yeah. But I do understand where you're coming from. Now, Jordan, I will say this for you just to make you feel a little bit better. Yes, we did win 17-3 to last year. You know what the spread was in that game? 11 and a half. It was 21. Now, Ooh. yes, we only won by 14. Do you guys remember where we ended the game at and we started kneeing out the clock? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So, in reality, we were, what, six yards away yeah. Six yards away from covering the spread, or didn't the spread. Tice just fall down like he could have ran it in and he just, yeah. No, it was, uh, oh man, I think it was LJ Phillips actually that had the long, he was, yeah, hard no. you're right. it, I don't remember, yeah. who, but I remember the long run and then they, they fell. Oh, that- mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it was smartly done, uh, and it was sportsman one, like you know, we that's how we do it, USD, exactly. So let's see if I can find it. Yeah, it ended at elbows and cramping up to remember. <laughs> yeah, it was weird how those cramps just randomly happen all the time. Good for him. He's in the NFL now. Good for him. So yeah, uh, with it, it, I knew your thoughts, Jordan, just because I I seen tweets about him plenty of times <laughs> when we're playing him. But I I think you know with this we, yeah, Tice fell down at the thirty four or after a thirty four yard gain. And we just ran out the clock. So, yeah, with it, I, I do think this is, like Mitch said, a get-right game. I don't think this one will be close. I think we will confidently walk away with this one and prove that we belong in the top part of the Missouri Valley. Afterwards, uh, we make our first trip up to North Dakota against the Fighting Hawks. Does it? Does anybody feel bad for these guys in the offseason that they had? What a roller coaster for them. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad at all. It's if the Missouri Valley's dog eat dog, man. I no, don't feel bad for any, any one of these teams losing any of these guys. Oh man, it was hilarious. And I don't for the fans that don't know, UND had their sights set on their quarterback coach becoming their next offensive coordinator, only for him to sign the contract and then a few days later accept an offensive coordinator job at the stupid blue team. So they went out on the road. Looking for their next offense coordinator because obviously you need one for the season. They hire a guy, found the guy that they wanted, and seven days later, he leaves for their actual rivals' teams. <laughs> the Mather they were quarterback. Yes. Their fan base. Oh man, that's not going to be a pretty game. Oh, so do they have an offensive coordinator currently? I, I do think they hired him. I kind of don't quote what saying. I prayed this guy stays. Maybe they were going to ask one of us at some point. You know what? I, I can I can spot talent and I can figure out things, but I don't know how to get those things to where they need to go. <laughs> With it though, it, not only do they lose two offensive, well, three offensive coordinators in the off season, they also lose their stud quarterback to the transfer portal. 
he's gone. And their stud O-lineman, they lost him to the transfer portal. I know he's at K-State. Uh, so the poor fighting Hawks are more of the drowning Hawks after that offseason. Do you guys know our history up there at the Alaris Center playing them in, in North Dakota? Our record? Yeah. Do we have a do we have a good history up there or or no? I don't actually know. The last one was if I remember correctly, the last one was pretty fun but ended poorly for us. I know we've had the lead in several games and then <laughs> you know choked it away. Yes. That uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. At North Dakota, uh, last time we played in 2022, 19 to 28, we lost. Okay. Um, yeah, we we were uh, or we were down 13 to 14 at halftime. Uh, wasn't nearly as close as I thought it was. Maybe it was a few couple ago. I know we had a really entertaining game for a football fan, not so entertaining for a USD fan. But yeah, with that offseason that North Dakota had, I I don't see them being able to get right for the Missouri Valley this year. And even though it is on the road, you know, this is a plus one for us. I think we walk away with this one as a win as well. Yeah, I, I like that. Good. We have such a tough road, Missouri Valley road schedule this year. Youngstown State, SDSU, UND. Two of those three, well, really all three of those, we don't have a good history of playing there on the road. Right. Yep. That's kind of what I was getting at. You know, I, I've just, from what little I do know, the Alaris Center can be tough to play in. So that kind of got me thinking mm-hmm. about, okay, you know, we're at the end of, coming towards the end of the season there. I'm glad it's in a dome, uh, you know, in November. That's always nice. But up there, it can be tough. So. Makes me uh, wonder if this could also be another one of those nail-biting games. We're going to take a road trip up to Grand Forks? We might have to. Honestly, I've been to North Dakota too many times, and I've been there once, so I'm good. <laughs> I I think I'll I'll skip out on that one. Uh, you know, I think this one, uh, I'll say it again, uh, with the offseason they had, you guys, I think you can rest a little more assured in this one you know it is a rivalry uh in my opinion i still think we need to have a call it a monument game uh between und and usd let's have a kind of a trophy that signifies almost like where north dakota and south dakota meet not really a border per se but like a border monument as our trophy there's gotta be something I agree. They're they're too good at games every year to not have some sort of trophy involved. I don't know if you guys were catching on. I was just more making a dig at NDSU, SDSU, making fun of them in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little rock. Did we need to everyone turned a little brown jug to us when we deservedly won it a couple of years ago, or did he keep nope. that? He probably nope. kept it when he probably was going to return, and then he cramped up and fell over. No, I heard. Juice. I heard it's. I heard it's quote unquote lost and can't be found. It's probably in somebody's basement. Maybe you throw the juice in there. It's probably locked in the evidence locker. They're too good right. for a rivalry thing that but, isn't a rock, apparently. No, but that's a great idea. We should have something between us and UND. I, and you know, hopefully, John listens to this. Uh, Ad John, we we need to work on a trophy for UND. And in all seriousness, I think on paper, UND USD very similar programs, uh, very comparable. And I think it's a rivalry that I think really needs to be woken up per se. Everybody focuses on they focus on NDSU. We focus on SDSU, and even I know we all kind of have a good hatred towards NDSU as well. UND kind of feels left behind, and I think we need to bring them along and have a turn that into a, a rivalry game again. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And then for the last game of the year, it is time for our own revenge. We have North Dakota State coming back to the Dome after what they did to us in the playoffs. I want this game. I want it back. We're going to need a good showing. 
Yeah, and I'm just thinking about rankings come this time of year. This could be a really interesting uh, matchup with two highly ranked teams. I mean, both could be rated top five, top ten for yep. sure. So, you know, and of course, we know at NDSU that, you know, they are what they are and they, they're always good. But this one this one could uh, really, really matter for um, playoff seeds. Mm-hmm. And we need to get that seed from them, take it back from what they did to us on national television. It, the one thing I struggle with, and this is kind of flashing back, and I don't know if we should talk about it or not, but at NDSU game in the playoffs, I think it all comes down to that third and 19 in the first quarter. If I remember correctly, on their first drive, and they converted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's... That I mean, it sucks that it was so early in the game, but it felt like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. We couldn't get right, and they just worked us. Now, we'll say this. I watched the replay. I put myself through the torture, so you didn't have to. Every single touchdown that NDSU had, I saw a red jersey getting stretched out by opponent's paw. So... It, it did feel like the refs were very much against us too in that game, and we had no way on our side except for the faithful in the crowd. Yeah, well, what was it that game that Brandon Webb's jersey was ripped? Like there were pictures afterwards or something. That was the Southern Illinois game. After all of his dogs, oh, okay. no, it's still, uh, it was it was bad, and I actually my seats that I had. <laughs> My great uncle sits down to the right of me, and I, he's a quiet man, very quiet, and he was on his feet cursing out the refs. And I've never, like like I said, he's a quiet man, but when he's angered, he's going to let you know. And it it was bad, but I we need to grab this. And just like SCSU, they return a lot. Uh, they had those weird seniors where they had 30 plus seniors on their roster as well and half of them are coming back we do yeah say, and you if if you know just out of i guess respect sdsu will get the number one vote in the missouri valley but i think ndsu if i had a vote would be the number one team coming into next year just based on who they've got coming back that roster top to bottom yeah uh, if we're any lower than three, I mean, we should we should be number three in the in Missouri Valley coming in. But who the heck knows? Maybe a certain Sioux Falls media person will vote us at like seven or something. Uh, South Dakota can't do it again. Is what they'll probably say. They got lucky. Well, we were picked ninth last year, right? And yeah, finished and finished second. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, the question mark that North Dakota State has for the season, though, is having the coaching change, having their coach take an odd job as the linebacker coach for USC, ditching him for that. So that was strange. Wouldn't be shocked if a a little bit of transferring happens from them, but I, I think they did a fantastic job working their NIL program to get those big names to stay for another year. The coach that they brought in uh, was the offensive coordinator for Craig Bull, which unfortunately we all know too well had a great history with NDSU. So I don't, I don't see the coaching hire as a step back per se. But with the coaching change, there's always question marks that come that can arise. Now, with it, unless you guys have anything else to add about the NDSU game, I'm going to give you one last thought. Or one last question. What do you have our record as at the end of the season? I'm going to let Jordan go first before I answer. All right. I am looking at this, and I feel pretty confident, again, that we can go 10-2 and two next year. Who are your two losses? I, I assume Wisconsin's one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Wisconsin and not Indiana State. <laughs> yeah, 
we'll only beat them by three in your projections, but yeah. And I mean, just for the sake of being a fan and, and predicting, I'll go, um, I'll go Wisconsin and, um, and North Dakota state. Okay. My turn. Which would submit that that's going to be used for playoff seating at the end of the year. <laughs> right. I'm going nine and three realistically. I think your three, my three losses are Wisconsin at SDSU and NDSU at home again. Okay, and I mean, and I, I will add, I will add I feel I feel well. Here, here's what I, those are the three that I'm going to put down. But here's what I think may happen. I think we may upset SDSU or NDSU. We may win one of those two, but then we drop another one like a Youngstown State or a Southern Illinois type game. I I, I think there's a possibility that that also happens. Yeah, I don't blame you guys on your record choices. I do think you guys make valid points. Uh, if you guys want, I can provide you my thought on this. Let's hear it. I I told you guys at the start, you know, you could throw out the bet that USD, SCSU, NDSU walks into their Power 5 games and wins. I feel like that would be a hell of a moneymaker on the uh, parlay side of things. I truly think that we can finish 12 and 0. I will put that out there. Wow. Yep. I and I will say it confidently. Uh you know what? We got the best running back room <clears throat> in FCS and I think that gap is growing with the guys that we're having coming in. Wide receiver core looks phenomenal and then we add Cron Adams and for the fans out there that don't know, this kid is lightning fast. He walked out onto the track, and I'm trying to remember exactly, as a freshman in high school and ran a 10-500 meter and has only progressed from there. Uh, we stole him from Iowa State when they couldn't find a spot for him on the team. So I think he's going to be an addition to the wide receiver core that we're going to love. And I've watched the transfer portal closely. We attacked the holes that were important in the defensive back and offensive line. And then also we got some true studs coming in as freshmen on the O-line. D-line and linebacker are my only question marks, but with the team that we have coming back and what they want to do, I do truly think 12-0 and 12 and 0 will happen. I'm a fan. I'll eat my words if it happens. Yeah, I'm we'll glad and everything changes. I'll gladly eat my word if that happens. <laughs> you know what? I and you know what? I grew up life always being optimistic. Uh, maybe it's the fishing in me, always thinking I'm going to catch the biggest fish out there. But what I'm seeing uh, with how Wisconsin tapered off at the end of the season, selling seats at the 13 yard or 13 rows up at the 50 yard line for 20, or 50 bucks. They don't have the following behind them. They really tanked. They went out and got Alex Grinch for a defense coordinator. I don't know if you guys follow football much, but he was the previous defensive coordinator for University of Southern Cal, and they were just phenomenal in defense. They could stop literally no one. So great opportunity to win that Wisconsin game, and that 12-0 and looks really good. My My synopsis of it is no matter what you guys we get six home games this year coming off of a, a quarterfinal trip to the playoffs um season tickets should should be at an all-time high coming in if not it'll be close um and we like we talked about earlier in the, in the episode here there's some really great competition great home games that great opportunities um, yeah. Northern State, Drake, I doubt will be, you know, packed because of just the level of competition those games are. But Northern State, fun, yeah. interstate game. But Southern Illinois, you and I, those are going to be great games and really important games to pack the dome in. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I can't wait for football. And Judge, I don't think it's officially released yet, Jake and Mitch, but the spring game, judging by the past dates, um, I would assume it's going to be April 20th. Okay. Um, judging by past dates, it's usually about that third week of it, third weekend in April. Heck yeah. 
Let's do it. Good Let, to know. Let's tailgate the spring game. <laughs> Here's the thing. The team is putting in all the effort to get into their prime performance levels. As a fan, we all need to get together and practice as well. Uh, tailgating, we need to put in our effort there. 12-ounce curls, everyone, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, and on that note, too, f- uh, f- season tickets for football and volleyball are also on sale. So, Get your the- season tickets. Yep, you want the good seats? Let's get them rocking. Get them while the getting's good. And if you're not already, become a Hell Impact member. It gives you a chance to get the better tickets. Just saying. And better parking. That way you can come tailgate with us. Full circle. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, I think we can call it a night. Hey, one second. Before we bounce out of here, we have to give a shout out to Jack Cochran. The Super Bowl coming up. Yeah. Yes, we do. You see, if you follow the uh, if you follow the uh, football Twitter account for USD at SD Coyotes FB, you know that they tweeted out a photo of him with the Super Bowl logo, and it said "Back to Back Jack." So, thought that was pretty neat, and uh, he has an opportunity to win yet another one. So, give a shout out to him. And who do you guys have in the Super Bowl? Unfortunately, I have to go against our boy Jack. I'd love for a coyote to get another ring, but. I truly have enjoyed the thrilling ride that is Brock Purdy. Uh, you guys both know, side fan to Iowa State as well. And he was actually the guy that got me into recruiting, uh, believe it or not. I remember he was the first person I pulled over and I watched the commitment announcement. He had it live streaming. So I pulled over to the side of the road and I watched it. And that's what started, that sparked my interest in recruiting. And I haven't looked back since. So I think the 49ers are going to win 31-23. Whatever the score, whatever the over-under is, I'm taking the over. That's for damn sure. What a cool story Brock Purdy is, though. Yes. Yeah. That's such a cool story. I'll I'll lean Chiefs just because of reputation and Pat, but it would not surprise me one bit if Brock leads the 49ers to a, a Super Bowl. I'm mostly looking forward to halftime. That's just me. <laughs> the commercials too Ursher baby well if I was a bet man I'd take the Chiefs but my heart says Niners so I'm going for the Niners I'm mostly into prop bets for the Super Bowl like can so and so get over two touchdowns and I'm a prop bet Super Bowl guy it makes it fun we tape it on the wall and as they what happen or don't happen rip them off what about the national anthem length heads or tails get in on those too uh, I've been I've gotten in on the national anthem one before last year I lost that one. Touchback or return on the opening kickoff. I'm gonna change it up this year. I'm gonna do some real stretch prop bets. Color shirt Usher wears. <laughs> wears one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. That's all I have. That's all for me. Go yours, baby. Go to the